Hello everyone and welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a look at what speakers are covering at our events. Turning our attention this week to trusts, liquidation and post-confirmation matters in bankruptcies and what you need to know in 2019. The event went live Wednesday, April 24th between 3 and 5pm Eastern Standard and is available for on-demand playback. Means to get that playback will be found in the description box down below. We'll be joined this week by Kathy Reese, a director at Fenimore Craig PC. Emily Slater, a managing director at Burford Capital LLC, and Catherine Heitzenratter, a partner at Dwayne Morris LLP. Finally, we'll be hearing from Richard Mickels, an attorney at Pasholsky, Steng, Zile and Jones LLP. Information about our panel and how to listen to this event will be found in the description box, along with that code PODCAST25. When used at checkout, that code gets you 25% off your first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to Emily now. This is Emily Slater. I'm a managing director at Burford Capital. Uh, Burford is the leading specialty litigation finance provider globally. Um, prior to joining Burford, I was a longtime litigator at Debevoise and Plimpton. Um, I'm going to talk today about litigation finance and why it's a good option in the bankruptcy context and in liquidating or litigation um, post-confirmation trust in particular. I will go over how litigation finance works special issues of, um, regarding litigation funding in the bankruptcy context, some of the ethical issues um, that arise in the litigation funding context, um, uh, and we'll walk through a case study where litigation finance has been successfully used in a liquidation trust. Hi, this is Kathy Reese from Fenimore Craig. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I have represented a number of uh, liquidating trusts as well as committees in large Ponzi scheme cases. And that's where my experience and background, I think, has been helpful in these presentations because I've been instrumental in helping set up the trust as well as to have the trust then be implemented and start the administration, uh, collect their assets. And so I've also been involved in the litigation and then the sale of assets and then the distribution of the money uh, that needs to go to the various parties. And so what we thought for today's program we would is we are going to cover uh, probably five different major areas that our backgrounds and experience all add to. And the first one really is going to be talking about what a liquidating trust is and how it's used. The second topic is really what kind of situations um, would a liquidating trust be involved with. Um, what kind of structure makes sense, what kind of trustee or board makes sense. Then the next, the third topic is going to be the court's confirmation rule, post-confirmation rule. I'm sorry, let me do that one again. The third point is probably going to be the court's post-confirmation rule, which really involves um, what the court is going to reserve jurisdiction to handle and then finally, the next one, uh, the fourth topic is really what assets should be placed in a trust and how you really best utilize and maximize the value of those assets. And then the fifth topic is really unique and unusual and is not discussed a whole lot in these types of trusts, but we wanted to be able to raise it and emphasize it and it's going to be how do you fund the trust? What either type of litigation funding is used, what type of insurance um, is put in the trust so that we can maximize the assets. 
then let me just say another issue. Another issue that we are really going to cover from time to time throughout the presentation is that there are a split of decisions in certain circuits on three or four issues that really affect trusts. And so we're going to be able to talk about the split of litigation of uh, excuse me. We're going to talk about the split uh, between the circuits on uh, a couple of these issues that allow the practitioner as a practice point to understand depending on where you are in the country and where the litigation is going to be brought or where the plan has been confirmed, uh, give you give some guidance in those circuits as to the issues you have to be aware of so that you can prepare yourself for the split of decisions. So we're going to be able to talk about that as well, which I think is a very good practice point for the practitioners. And then another issue that I think for practitioners is a good practice point is trying to clearly establish protection for the trustee or for the board that either works with or advises the trustee so that you can encourage them to be able to participate in this process knowing that they have um, in my circuit, in the Ninth Circuit, quasi-judicial immunity. Some trusts have B&O coverage, but other trusts don't because it's rather expensive. So quasi-judicial immunity becomes very important for the and for their board. Hi, I'm Kate Heitzenrader. I'm a partner at the law firm of Dwayne Morris in Philadelphia, and I represent uh, traditionally creditors in all aspects of a bankruptcy case but one of my primary representations is insurance companies, and in that regard, we've been involved in a number of trust cases, particularly in the mass tort context. So one of the things that I'm specifically going to be addressing in this presentation is how trusts are funded, how that could potentially impact um, and in the debtor's insurance policies and the sort of new and in the news um, aspect of trusts in sexual abuse cases that we have seen historically in diocese cases, but that is now uh, emerging into corporate America as well. Hi, this is Rick Michaels from Pacholsky Stang, Zealand Jones in New York City. Um, those of you that know me might have known me from practicing in Boston for a number of decades before moving to New York uh, about two and a half years ago. Uh, we are trying to make this program uh, valuable to all different types of listeners, those with very little experience in uh, liquidation trusts who uh, want to learn uh, more about them, and those with uh, more experience dealing with liquidating trusts uh, that just want to um, uh, keep current on trends in the industry. Um, we um, are going to talk about a number of things, including what is a liquidating trust, what are the benefits of, of, of the liquidating trust, and, and um, how can it be best used, how the trust is funded, and the um, continuing role of the bankruptcy court in the administration uh, of the trust and the disposition of its assets. Uh, when is, is uh, when do you retain jurisdiction? When do you go back to the court for authority to sell assets? Do you have to go back to the court for that? Um, fees and expenses, do you have to go back to the court for that? 
uh, and um, compromises of controversies. Do you have to go back for the court? to the court for that? Or, in fact, do you want to be able to go back to the court, um, even if it's not required? So we're going to cover that and a myriad of other topics uh, on uh, on the trust, including uh, funding the trust uh, and, um, uh, and making sure the trust is a, a liquid trust and can actually perform its functions. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget information about this event, how to listen to the recording, and some more information about our panel will be found in the description box, along with that code PODCAST25, getting you 25% off that first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you at future Knowledge Group events, and until next time, take care everyone. Bye now.